Welcome into the session with David and Londa, or the session with Londa and David, whichever you prefer. My name is David Austin, and sitting across from me is my beautiful wife, Londa Sherwood Austin. And Good morning. Good Hello. morning. Uh, you, you know what? It doesn't matter what time of day it is, because people could look at this or listen to it at 10 o'clock at night. We don't know. It's true, but I'm saying good morning to you because it's polite. Well, I like that. I enjoy your politeness. And I enjoy pretty much everything about you, which is very fun for me. I don't know if other people have the same experience that I have, but no, it's spectacular. I can tell you now they do not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to be doing episode two of the session with Londa and David because I this for me is really a celebration of you. I get to sit down every week and for almost an hour profess my undying love to you oh i i think it's really fun there is no audience for that we've got to <laughs> we've got to take a left turn on that okay something. so really what this show is about for people who have listened to the first episode is about your uncanny ability to recognize <clears throat> assess and prescribe solutions to poor customer service experiences and to celebrate the good ones yep. and you know after the first episode um, we had about 300 unique downloads, mm -hmm. which I'm now learning all about the metrics of podcasts. I knew nothing about it. As, as I've told you before, no one listens to podcasts. Yeah, you have said that many times. That's, um, that's after being a traditional broadcaster for the first half of my adult life. And now that I'm no longer a professional broadcaster... I'm um, I'm an amateur one, and I hope people listen. <laughs> statistically, they don't. But you know what? If they it's do, it's so untrue. We you are going to not studied the statistics. I have studied the statistics, and uh -huh. if I were on a commercial radio station right now in either Lakeland, Florida, or Tri Cities, Washington, sneezing, ten thousand people would hear. We've got to put out excellent content to get 300, but wait until it grows and we get 3,000. And after that, we get 30,000 and then 100,000. And then we're selling out stadiums. I mean, that's the Let's trajectory. Do that. Let's that's do the that. trajectory we're on. David and Londa show. Hi, everybody. It's the David and Londa show. We're, we're here, here to have some you. fun. Yeah. We're going to do it right. Yeah. Hey, it's like the morning <laughs> zoo. Yeah. It's going to be. Okay, fine. I won't. I won't do sound effects right now. It's too early in the show to be messing around with sound effects and uh, being goofy. Anyway, let's get to the show. Let's get to the meat and bones of the show, the session with Londa and David. This is where we sit around and we talk about the things that have happened to us over the last week as far as customer uh, experiences are concerned, <laughs> and we look at them. We might dissect them. We might learn from them, and, and we might just make fun of some people. Who knows? It's not nice to make fun of people, so we really don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't want to make fun of people, but we, you know, want to talk about our experiences and hopefully other people will listen to it and and learn something and hopefully it enables them to, you know, maybe tweak their their experiences or the way that they deliver their customer service or those first impressions or their sales process and and they can benefit from that and increase their profits and their production 
And we're doing this also because we are promoting our own business, Sherwood Austin Business Growth Experts at 231 North Kentucky Avenue in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, my beautiful wife, Londa Sherwood Austin, is the CEO and president of that operation. And I'm her part-time flack help, helper, lackey, flacky. I don't know what I am. I don't know I, what I do. I, I don't give free business advice anymore to people. <sighs> Now it costs do money. I've been doing that time. for 30 years, yeah. and I, I do have to stop doing that. As do I. But as your buddy, Gary Vaynerchuk, or Gary V to podcast listeners, because apparently there are more than the 300 that download our show, um, he says, give your content away, <laughs> sure. and the business will come. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't that, think you can give away too much, really. Explain that. Tell me what you mean by that. Well, your intellectual property never runs out, right? So if you're giving away the intellectual property and we're, we're giving, I'm, we're going to talk a lot today and some of what we're going to talk about is the TSA because we traveled this week. We did. Now, <clears throat> what we talk about with the TSA may or may not be applicable specifically to somebody else's business and they're going to, but they're going to like what we have to say. Uh, and want more. And, and those are the people who will hire us. And that's great. I love that. I think that's great. And speaking of the TSA, uh, we flew to our home in Washington to handle our regular business duties there where I'm a lender with Envoy Mortgage and you, darling, are a realtor with Keller Williams Real Estate Tri-Cities, yep. which um, has been open for now two years or so in this iteration. Yeah, that, that's so pretty cool. Three, maybe I'm not sure. 20, I, I, I wasn't it, there in the very beginning of them opening the doors, but we also went to uh, connect with the other partners in the the Bloom Room. Yes, the salon we partner in in Kennewick as well. It was a yeah. lovely trip. The reason it's interesting though is because we flew from Tampa, which is the nearest airport to our home. It's about uh, 27, 28 miles away from our home, and flew directly into Minneapolis. During the reading of the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial, I, Chauvin is the guy's name to me. I grew up in Louisiana, and that name is Chauvin, um, but apparently I, I mispronounced it. It should be Killer. Killer is how you pronounce that now that he's convicted. Ooh. Yeah, we were flying into Minneapolis, um, and there were protesters lining up, and businesses were boarding up the windows. Yeah. The airport dramatically staffed security all kinds of police presence there at the airport as we were in flying tactical in. Gear. And right before the landing gear went down, the entire plane, at least the people in our earshot and eye shot, were watching on CNN or, or whatever medium they were watching the trial verdict. And it right. was really, really interesting. Um, and I got to say, um, I don't want this to be a political show for any reason, but... Um, I'm glad it went the way it did. I really am glad. Well, I, I, mm, uh, yes, for many reasons. And in that moment on the plane flying into Minneapolis, the reason was, oh my God, what are we flying into? Right, right. And it was interesting. I, I expected the plane to, you know, kind of erupt in, in applause or cheers or whatever, but it wasn't. It was just very quiet, very somber, um, the person behind us kind of clapped a few times, was, was crying. Sobbing. Yeah, yeah, sobbing. yeah, so that was really sweet. And I eventually turned around and, and talked to her for a minute. Um, but 
even getting into the airport, very somber yes. atmosphere. Yes. But with with a increased, we never see. We fly through there all the time. We don't see police officers. We see airport security. Right. But but seeing police officers, several many of them in tactical gear was a little uh, and lots of guns. It reminded me of just post nine eleven. It did. Yes, it was very similar to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wonder if other airports around the nation were beefing up security for that very same purpose. I did not notice it in Tampa, and I did not notice it in Tri-Cities. Correct. But boy, it was apparent in Minneapolis. Yeah, and I was glad to see it. I was glad <laughs> to see it, too. Very happy to see it. Yeah. But the whole airport, everybody walking through, people were just kind of quiet to themselves. And it wasn't a very busy airport that day. Right. Thankfully. So... There you go. So there was no no traumatic experience there, um, even though it could have been no bueno. No, the next flight was a bit traumatic for me because of my horrible, crippling uh, travel anxiety. Let's talk about that. I have a little travel anxiety as well. I'm certain we're going to fall out of the sky whenever we fly, but I take two Dramamine right before I get on the first plane. And if we have you connecting do. flights, I have one extra. And I got to tell you, all of the anxiousness goes away. It's like I'm sitting in our living room. And one thing I like to do to feel good while I'm flying is I, I watch air disaster movies. Like my favorite is... Uh, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. My but. favorite is Air Force One because I love watching Harrison Ford, you know, punch the bad guy, shimmy over to the other plane in mid-flight and then watch Air Force One crash into the ocean. It's just awesome. And I know I'm safe because... You know, Harrison Ford sacrificed his plane for me. That's how I feel. I know that's irrational, but that's exactly how I feel. 100%. Yes. I agree. It's completely irrational. Yes, but it makes me feel good <clears throat> to see other people's planes go down while I'm flying. And then I don't notice the turbulence. Is that weird? Well, you're drugged. Yeah, I am drugged when I fly. Yes. It's Dramamine. I have a good story about my friend Dago when he said to me, David, what do you think about Dramamine? And I gave him a half a one on his very first trip to the President's Club when we worked for Sterling Savings Bank. And that poor kid was a zombie the whole night. He didn't hear the award he got. He was halfway gone. Poor dog. I don't feel that way when I'm on it. I take two, not a half of one. I take two and with every connecting flight, take another one. And I often drink copious amounts of liquor while flying as well. And that helps soothe my soul. You do. You do. Mm -hmm. And then I have to tell everyone, oh, we're, we're newlyweds. That's right. That's, That's exactly what I've right. I've been saying that for a year and a half now because you get a little, little frisky. I do get a little, the, uh, a little, a little handsy. I don't know why. I don't know why. the flight from Minneapolis-St. Paul to Pasco, I was certain I was going to die um, because of the anxiety. Well, and we were on one of those little planes. And when you're on the little planes, mm -hmm. it's a little scary. And there was no screen for you to watch and take your mind off of the flight. And right. I'm, I'm not a small fella, so I'm all up on you when we're flying, which mm -hmm. I enjoy. But um, mm -hmm. I can see if you're sitting by the window on a tiny plane right. and it's turbulent, I can see you feeling hemmed in. It, it doesn't even have to be turbulent. It's the idea that I'm I'm trapped in this space and I, I just don't have enough space and I start to not be able to breathe. And, and people who have panic attacks mm -hmm. know exactly mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. And 
it is, there's an art to keeping your brain in a place that you don't go into that full panic attack. And it's taken me a long time to, to be able to do that. And uh, for the most part, I'm successful, but it's still such a huge stress on my body um, while, while we're there. It was awful. It, it was awful. And um, I don't like... I don't like that. That's why we off. See, I tried this time. I, I thought I'm going to save a little money. I'm going to put us in the main cabin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we usually fly first class because you are a big guy because I do have anxiety and because it used to be a really great experience. Right. So back to the customer service experience. I loved flying first class because it felt like going out to a fancy meal or something. Yes, that's what I've always said. People say, David, why do you fly first class? It's like 300 bucks more expensive per ticket. And the answer is, it's like, well, it used to be like getting a five-star dining experience. And at the end of the dinner, you're in another state. Yeah. And that, to me, makes sense. There's some value in that, right? And I don't feel hemmed in. Right. Mm -hmm. I can get up and move about the cabin. The problem I have specifically flying into Pasco with Delta, you know, there truly is something special in the air. No, no, no. They love to fly in at shows. Keep climbing with Delta. Anyway, um, the reason I have a problem flying um, into the Tri-Cities with Delta is because the seat that I'm always in, which I believe is 3C. 3C. 3C <laughs> does not sit upright. It always leans back as we're climbing and as we're going down. It's broken, and we've told them every single time that we've flown. They love to fly in at shows, but they do not love to repair seat <laughs> 3C. Right. On Delta on flying into Pasco. to Pasco flight. That's exactly right. That's, that's, it's, that's the one. It's the same plane every time. <laughs> so if you're flying from Minneapolis to Pasco, Washington, beware. Seat 3C is broken on Delta. <laughs> Keep climbing, but do not lean back because seat 3C on Delta, no bueno. No bueno, Delta <laughs> 3C. So it was a mistake. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to admit it was a mistake to try to book the main cabin. And then I got, you know, I forgot how small it was, how tight it is. They don't have TVs. They don't, you know. And I got a new phone last week and I forgot to download my music. So I didn't have music. I didn't have, I, I didn't have any distraction. Right. Thank God I... I had my notebook that I write in. Right. I do my daily affirmations and my gratitudes in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't have a pen. And you uh, couldn't find a pen, but we got one from the flight attendant. I was able to attendant. borrow one from the flight attendant who was absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Everything about that flight was great, except for the small confines of that tube we were flying in yeah. and, and me being all up in your business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But had a very different experience coming back to Florida from Pasco. That is true. And let's talk about that because um, customer service experiences that are exceptional is something we need to celebrate here. And the exceptional customer service experience we had was not necessarily with the airline, although I enjoyed all the Delta flights and they did bump us up to first class twice on the the travel. But the best part about it was surprisingly TSA. Tell me all about it. I was shocked. And I've got a chip on my shoulder about TSA anyway. Uh, Wait a second. Before you go further, (laughs) what's that all about? 
I, I've had oh. some experiences in the past. Some, uh, have you ever been removed from a plane? I've never been removed from a plane, but in Washington, D.C., a few years ago, mm-hmm. they did call the airport police to come and speak with me. Um, I don't think we need to get into it. I'm just saying. Let me set the stage. Imagine you're in Washington, D.C., and you're on a plane with Londa Sherwood Austin. Go. We weren't on yet. It was the TSA. We're checking in. <laughs> and I, I, wanted, I had two of my sons with me at the time and they they were I think 12 and 13 or something like that and I didn't want to be separated from them okay I'm a mom and that makes sense and they were separating us wanting to do a search or whatever of my bags and whatnot and I wanted to keep my kids with me and they were they were not allowing me to do that and it escalated and I I Might have gotten a little uh, dramatic, let's say. Okay, dramatic's okay. Dramatic and is okay. So, you know, they called the airport police and they came <laughs> over and stood by while they finished my uh, search of my belongings. And then I went on my merry way. And that's all we need to say about that. Okay. I, have a, I have a couple of experiences like that uh, that I, not my fault. I have had none. But that's not a comparison. We're not. So point being, I have a chip on my shoulder about TSA a okay. little bit. Okay. And I, I go in sometimes I a little, like I want to be friendly. I want to be, but in the back of my mind, I'm ready for a fight if necessary. Don't. I am not going to say <clears throat> anything about that at all. But the more we've traveled, the more I've traveled in the last two, two and a half years, I've traveled a lot more than I ever did before. Right. And I've gotten pretty relaxed about it. So I'm not really looking for a fight so much in generally in life, but also with the TSA. So, uh, but we arrived at the Pasco Air International Airport. It is international. It is. And, um, you know, approached TSA and wow, what an experience. I mean, they were cheerful, even joking. Everybody there was happy. They were every single person, helpful, fun. I mean, it was fantastic. The The energy was great. I want to give them a round of applause because they were spectacular yeah. at the Pasco Airport. I've never seen it so good. Their technology kind of glitched on me after you went through because you used your passport, so they didn't need to see your boarding pass. And right. because I'm foolish, I let you carry the boarding passes on your phone. <laughs> and, and I don't want any part of that because right. I just like to be, you know, goofy and walking around happy and smiling. And uh, she said, hey, David, there's something odd happening with your license. I'm going to need to see your boarding pass to confirm. Well, it's a new Florida license. I got a license when we came here just so that because our primary vehicles are here so i wanted everything to to match so i got a florida license and um yeah that new license didn't work on the old and uh, i'm all the way through all the way through so i'm like uh, uh, she has my boarding pass so they had to send people around it was a whole thing and everybody was so happy and cheerful and the guy comes up and says hey you're gonna you're gonna owe this nice little lady a lunch or something because uh she's really uh really helping you out sending this air back here to you i don't know why he's yosemite sam or whatever the prospector but but meantime i get my stuff out of the tunnel you know Uh 
the x-ray tunnel and they do have really cool new technology there it's super cool you don't have to take anything out of your bags anymore at pasco right they they x-ray it with the same kind of thing it's that like a 3d x-ray yeah, thing yeah, yeah 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 it's and they turn and they can like reach into the screen and manipulate the things yeah. in your bag individually it's the coolest thing i've ever seen however it's star trek star trek i said i said to the guy i said hey, excuse me uh and I was holding my shoe in my hand. And I said, uh, I put two in. I only got one out. <laughs> so I don't, and they laughed and everything. So that was happening to me while you were stuck. But the, the, the gentleman that came up to me and said, hey, do you have that guy's boarding pass? I said, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. <laughs> he laughed. And uh, he said, okay, I just need to take it up there. And, and there was another gentleman standing there too, both TSA employees and um, he said, I don't, I don't know what the problem is. And I said, oh, he probably just likes her and he's having fun talking to her. So he's just taking more time up there. And, and sadly, I did not get her number. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have to work on that. <laughs> Gotta up your game. They were super nice though. And, you know, it took an extra two or three minutes there for me, but it was such a good experience. And I felt like everyone there was happy to be there. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever felt that at an airport ever. Well, and here's a key. If you're a business owner or an employee, um, that's huge. Yes. When, when the people in front of you, your customers or your clients can tell that you're happy to be there or unhappy to be there, they feel that. And if you're, it's your vibe or your energy in acting, they call it subtext. Yes. And you, you can't hide it. If you're pissed off about being there, that comes through, you know, whether or not you smile and say the right words. I wonder if a tide has turned in air travel because, you know, we've flown throughout this entire COVID-19 thing because we go back to Washington every month. We're here three weeks, four weeks. We're there a week. Um, and we also travel for fun in between that, too. Well, that's true. We've toned down the fun, though, recently because of COVID, but we, we for sure traveled every couple of months prior to March of last year just for fun and starting in about March we only did essential travel because that's what the CDC was recommending and I there there really was no government ban on travel <laughs> but uh the the mood in the airports has gotten instantly better not progressively better right, but instantly sudden, better and yeah. I don't understand it. And it could be because maybe airport employees now have their COVID shot. I don't know what it is, but people are traveling again. And right. uh, it's it's radically different. You know, during COVID, everybody was upset. Nobody wanted to look you in the eyes. And everybody for sure stayed six feet or more away from you in the airport. Now, this weekend specifically, um, Everybody was happy. One guy at Delta in um, Minneapolis flirted hard with you, and I loved it. It was hilarious when he kept saying things like, uh, you getting on here with your dad? Oh, that's thought, flirting? <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The up, down, and then, well, you know, and then making jokes at your husband's <laughs> expense. Of course that's flirting. I'm popular with the 60-plus set. And he got back. <laughs> I don't think he was quite that old, but he was a little older than us. I think he was. But yeah, he he came on board the plane and flirted with you even. He was all up in your business. I didn't notice. It was very um, nice. I, I thought it was great. I love that. That makes me feel fancy 
when men flirt with you because I'm the guy that gets to hang out with you. It's really cool. And I don't notice when they do. So that's great, I guess. I don't know. But I will tell you what TSA, what that experience up front did for me. What did it do for you? Well, all of a sudden, we're up, you know, getting in line to board the plane. And I realize I'm not nearly as anxious as I was Mm. when we first arrived at the airport. And I Mm -hmm. thought, why am I feeling kind of relaxed? And and it was the interaction that we'd had with all the, the TSA people and, you know, laughing and joking, kind of having a really cheerful experience made a huge difference for me getting onto that plane. And everything that could have happened to make us uncomfortable throughout the day did not add up to discomfort because we went into the flight, I feel, with a better mindset. And when we got on our second plane in Minneapolis and they had us get off of the plane because of the storm that was over Georgia, we, right. were, we were flying from Minneapolis back to Tampa and um, we boarded the plane, we sat in our seat, and then they said, wait a minute, we don't have clearance to fly everybody off the plane. And so we got off the plane and that could have been something that elevated our anxiety. Well, it did a little because I, I, until they said we're deplaning. Right. Um, because I've been on that flight in Minneapolis that sat on the tarmac for two hours in the dead of summer with no, no airflow because they were having, this was a different situation, but they were having a mechanical issue issue of some kind. And they kept saying, it'll just be about 15 or 20 more minutes. And they said that for over two hours. Right. And I, I finally said to the gentleman next to me on that flight, this was years ago. I said, okay, I, I'm going to have to start talking to you because I've read everything I brought to read. And I'm, I was feeling like I was coming undone. Yeah. But, but they took us right off and you know, it was great. It was and, great. and everybody, again, very friendly, very terrific flying experience. And we left on time and got in one minute early, even though they had us deplane and we were waiting for about half an hour before they finally said, okay. And then our pilot was really cool. I don't know what ethnicity he was, but he had a very interesting accent. And he says to us, we are going to reroute. We are a- avoiding the storm and flying over the Mississippi and then over the Gulf of Mexico out of New Orleans. This is how we are going to go. And I loved it. I, I thought, thought that yeah. was great. Yeah, and that was that- a pretty accurate uh I don't and, and again, I don't know what what ethnicity he was, and that's unimportant. But his accent mean, made his accent me feel cool. like I was on some exotic trip, <laughs> and I felt very fancy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Okay, what products have you seen in the last week that you want to talk about? Because in the reviews that I've read of this show, people love your uh, your product endorsement. So, what are we endorsing this week? Oh, that's a great question. I- yeah, we got a lot of feedback about the Hint Water. That was... Hint Water. It's an essence. It's a hint of fruit in every sip. There's no sugar. You're, it's right there. It's the Blackberry Hint right in front of you, sweetie. You can you can go ahead and lean in and talk about oh, it I if you it. want. The yeah. thing I like about this bottle of Hint in front of you, the Blackberry Hint that you have right in front of you, Hint. It's a hint, an essence of fruit is it tastes exactly to me like grape Kool-Aid with just no sugar. Okay. It's good. Blackberry Hint is my favorite. I don't know what weight that carries, but if you're thinking about a new beverage to try, I love Blackberry Hint. It's a hint of flavor in every sip. There you go. Okay, there you go. That I don't was... know that I've tried a new, a new thing in the last week that I'm really digging. 
Really? Yeah. Have you tried anything new at all that maybe you're not digging? Uh, <laughs> we had some some experiences that you didn't dig. Yeah. What experiences did you not dig? I I'm trying to remember. I had a great week. Everything about it was fun for me. Seeing all the kids, we together have nine. I brought two to the party. You brought seven. Yep. We, we saw, saw eight of the nine. We saw eight of the nine. The only one we didn't see was my daughter, Caitlin, who now lives in Portland. Yep. She was, you know, doing whatever it is they do in Portland, smoking weed and uh, talking about, I, 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 don't, I don't know what know kind of protest. That. All I, I do know, know. know that she was doing is she went to a <laughs> farmer's market or a um, she went to the flower tulip, market. The Tulip Festival. Mm-hmm. And then last week, she went to a flower market. She is into gardening. I got to tell you, that kid impresses me. Okay. She was the valedictorian in her high school. She was the outstanding science student her senior year. She went and studied business and marketing at WSU. And now she's living in Portland, living her best life, has her own place, is absolutely grown up and gone. And it's sad that she is, but she she is. And I got to tell you, zero stress because of that kid. Well, that's great. That is great. That is great. So we didn't see her, and that was, you know, disappointing. But, you know, she doesn't live in the Tri-Cities anymore, so mm-hmm. what can you do? We yeah. had lunch with let, – let, let's, go, let's go down the list – we had lunch with uh, Christian and yep. Danielle. Christian and, and Danielle most was great. Easton. That's exactly right. Our Little grandson. Baby he is a stud. Yeah. So we had lunch with them at Twigs. Twigs was okay. We liked that place. Danielle used to be a waitress there, right? Isn't yeah, that true? I think she was a server there for a while. Yeah, back in the day. Am I supposed to say server and not waitress? I don't. I, I don't. Yes. I don't know the jargon. I also believe in stewardesses and stewards. Nope. They're flight attendants. They are. They're flight attendants. They're attending to my flight. Right. Um, but we had a good lunch there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had dinner the night before at Andrea's house, and that mm-hmm. was great. Andrea also is our partner in the Bloom Room uh, studio, yep. um, which is great, a hair salon that is destined to open any minute yeah sometime in, in may mm-hmm. it's on, gonna be gorgeous on too. vista way oh my gosh we were talking to her mm-hmm. about the the mm-hmm. plants in the in the bloom room and oh yeah this is cool this is super cool tell yeah. us about it yeah so so she loves plants mm-hmm. um as much as caitlin i think mm-hmm. they're both into plants and i was you know she's got a lot of plants in her home and she's propagated a lot of plants for the studio and all that stuff. And I said, well, have you thought about mixing artificial with real plants? And she looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a customer service thing. She said, no, I'm choosing plants specifically because they are the kind of plant that pulls the chemicals out of the air and so it'll be a healthier experience for our clients at the salon. Which is the coolest thing ever. Who who thinks of that? I, I don't know, but we're, the salon's also going to carry Hint Water. So it's basically the healthiest place you can be. Hint Water, <laughs> an essence, a hint of fruit. <laughs> 
People are cheering for it now. Mm, I don't know why, but people love the Hint Water. And it's so funny because since our last podcast, you've done multiple interviews. Um, uh, one of them was uh, a Facebook Live interview with the real estate cousins or yep. realty cousins. I'm not sure, but it's the Savage Girls and their cousin. Mm-hmm. And we love them. Yes. And they brought with them Hint Water to show off on the thing because of how yeah. much yeah. how much you like Hint Water. I've gotten so. pictures. People ha- are taking pictures of their Hint Water and sending it to me. They're messaging me. I love this water. And um, uh, that's great. When I find something that I like, I talk about it a lot. So so that was... And all we need great. to do now is monetize that and get in touch with the Hint lady. Well, I've I'm, got a hint I, for her. She <laughs> needs to sponsor this show because as you've said... Hint water is your favorite zero calorie drink. It is. It is. But I don't know that she's dying for our, uh, you know, 12 listeners. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe 300 unique listeners. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I don't enjoy you downsizing the success, the wild success right. of this podcast because not no one listens. Didn't we have a. Uh, like really horrible, ridiculous experience, customer service experience recently I've that ne- we wanted to talk about? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't usually keep notes, so let's see here. I don't remember. You wanted, I wanted to, talk to talk about, about traveling home. Yeah, I wanted to talk TSA. about the TSA and the big difference they made. Yeah. Um, I don't ever I don't, I had see a, bad stuff. I, That's the problem I have. I'm 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 kind of a goofy dummy, right? I'm I'm smiley all the time. Where did you get up and walk out? Oh yes. <laughs> we did have a bad experience and I thought it was the worst thing that's ever happened and it was the rock in kennewick we sat down at the rock in kennewick before we sat down tell 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 me your experience we we came in and they said uh well i don't know we're really busy we're really filling up is what he said we're really filling up so i don't know if we have a table let me go look so so he goes off and looks and says, you know what? Lucky, lucky. We have one. This is this is unusual, but we'll seat you. We walk around the corner, and it's an empty room with all the open tables. I, I mean, think, there were twelve people in there. I think there were only three other tables seated. Twelve people total, and there was no one standing in line to get to beat down the door. It was the most ridiculous <clears throat> thing. Yeah, it was I've bizarre. Ever experienced, and then, then... we sat down. And typically, when you sit down at a restaurant, um, and let me just talk about Fat Olives, for instance, in Richland, Washington. We sat down there for dinner, and before we could sit down, we're high-fiving the staff. People are coming over. People are cheering. There's water at our tables. I'm exaggerating a little, but it was markedly different when we sat down at The Rock for dinner on the night we had to make a quick dinner because we had another appointment right, right after that. And the servers, there were two different servers coming Flip, in and out of the room. Flipping and spinning throughout the room. Mm-hmm. I am not exaggerating when I say we sat there for 24, not 21, not 22, 24 minutes. No one came over and said a thing. Not hi, not I'll be right with you, not anything. Would you like water? Nothing. Then... And I thought you were exaggerating but I looked back at, because I had sent a, 
a text right as we walked in. Mm-hmm. So I looked mm-hmm. back at the time. Mm-hmm. You weren't exaggerating. Nope. You sat there for 24 minutes. 24 minutes later, they walk in another table. That's the quickest that someone came in after us, by the way. 24 minutes later, they walk in another table, and a waitress makes a beeline for that table and ask them what they want to drink. I stood up at that moment and said, forget this. I'm out. I'm out. And I didn't say it to anyone except the the world. I said it to the world. And the table right behind us goes, yeah, we've been waiting 45 minutes for our food. It was the craziest thing ever. So I'm going to give our friends at The Rock the sad trombone because it was not the worst customer experience, customer service experience I've ever had because there was zero customer service. I was like flown in under the radar and invisible to everyone there for 24 minutes. And, you know, I don't want to just call out, you know, restaurants or, or whatever bad service and just leave them there. I want it to be successful. I want this to be a, a successful staple in the community, right? right? A place where people can go and have a great time. So, what I would say is they've got to tweak their language right from the beginning, shift that language a little bit from uh, three. Y- yeah, there's three of Ooh, us. Ooh, three. We're really, Ouch. we're really getting stacked in there. So let me go check. Oh my <laughs> God. That's not what you say. Oh, 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 the first thing he said is, is everybody over 21? Cause we got room in the bar. That's the first thing he said to us. And no, we were with our 18 year old. Right. And no, we weren't over 21. And then they acted put, put off because we weren't all right. 21. But now, let me help. Let me help them. Yes. Help. Greet someone enthusiastically right like you're glad they're in your establishment because that's how you keep the paychecks rolling right right so you know i know that they're not gonna maybe care as much as the owner of the the place i get that and i don't expect anybody to right that's a that's a different level of buy-in sure but but hey welcome to the rock we're glad you're here are there three of you tonight well, you sit tight real quick. Let me go grab just the right table for you. And it, so much different. Same exact information, radically different delivery. I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> it was awful. And thank God they weren't Washington, D.C. TSA agents because you may have punched him in have, the face. But <laughs> then, so we get up, we leave. Now, remember, we've been in here, we've been at the table for 24 minutes. We've had two servers going, walking back and forth mm-hmm. by our table, not nary a word. Nary a word. We're walking out the door. The Davids are already out the door. I'm the last one out the door. And one of the servers that had been walking past us saying nothing says, good night. Right. Not, hey, we oh, did. Oh. oh, my God. My, I want it. I. My head almost exploded. Right you then. you wanted to set someone on fire. Why did I think that restaurant was called Fire? I don't know, but it's not. So then, what did we do? <laughs> what did we do? We, we went right next door to Hops and Drops, which is the worst name of any restaurant ever. Hops and Drops. It used to be called Hop Jacks, but there's a small bar in Southern Florida that said, "Hey, we've got that trademarked. We're going to sue you if you don't change their name." That's a true story, by the way. Well, I Hops and Drops is working for them. Hops and Drops may be working for them. It's an awful name, though. I don't like it at all. But I gotta tell you. The wow. best 
customer service experience I've had in a long time because the girl was right at our table. We ordered everything right when we sat when we down. We walked in. They, we were cheerfully greeted. They seated us right away, and they were busy. They were busier than the other place. Slamming. And, and because they were so busy... Lots of employees were buzzing around That's exactly checking right. on tables, including someone who was not in the traditional uniform. So I don't know if she was a manager. Yes, she's or, she's one of the managers. She's been there a well, long time. Well, she was great. She stopped by our table a couple of times to make sure everything was fine. We didn't even tell them we were in a hurry, and they got us in and out of there in a flash. Literally, we were in and out of there in 40 minutes, and I got my favorite thing on their menu. So if we're going to support anybody today, let's support... Hops and Drops in Kennewick. I got to tell you, that location, they are cooking with gas at Hops and Drops in Kennewick, right next to that uh, pizza place with a rock and roll theme that they don't like customers, apparently. But Hops and Drops does. They got us in. They sat us down. We were out the door in less than 40 minutes, and yeah, everybody had a great, great experience. Food yeah. was great. I got that, uh, that chicken... Uh, wrap bacon thing. wrap thing. Know. That's my favorite deal. And I don't know what the hops and drops sauce is, but it's like Big Mac sauce. And I, I loved it. I got it, a cup of soup. Yep. Cup of a soup. A cup of their chicken noodle soup. And mm-hmm. I said to you, and I never say this because I always complain about the food <clears throat> in a restaurant. I said, this is the best chicken noodle soup I've ever had in a restaurant. And hops and I, drops. I found <laughs> out they make it. They make it in house. That's why. They make it fresh there. Yeah. I got to tell you, Hops and Drops in Kennewick. There's another one on Queensgate in Richland. Hops and Drops has my vote for fast casual dining on a Friday. For sure. But I think the clear winner of the whole trip, we were gone for what, six days? The clear winner of the whole trip. Me. We should should make an award. I'm the clear winner of the trip. Mm, We should give a weekly award or something. Uh, But the TSA. The TSA. Man. How do you do a commercial for TSA? I don't think you can. Well, I if you're good enough, you can. I <laughs> if you're good enough, you can. TSA in the Pasco Airport. These guys are working for you. They've got new x-ray equipment, and they are not wasting any time. And by the way, smiles, smiles aplenty with TSA at the Pasco Airport. TSA means treat someone awesomely. TSA in Pasco. How Boom. was that? Was that okay? Boom. I knew you could do that. I knew you could do it. Yeah. Uh yeah, it they were the winner of the of the time for me and because of their uh easy attitude, we had a great rest of the day flying. And for me, flying is the worst. It's the worst. And we did it. It was fine and nobody nobody got to cry and unlike the trip there where you did cry a little. I did. And I, I did. Feel I'm bad not about ashamed. That. I'm not ashamed of it. A lot of people have anxiety and right. and a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about that panic that comes on and you know yeah it just is what it is did you notice on our flight out of Pasco I sat against the window so you'd feel like you had more space I did that on purpose (laughs) thank you it was wildly uncomfortable for me um and when I say I'm a big guy I'm six foot three I weigh about 250 uh I don't need a seat belt extender so I'm not that kind of a big guy but I'm a I'm a large person taking up space on the planet um you know i'm not as tall as say 
David Michael or Benjamin, the two youngest kids in the family are both six four and six five. I mean, yeah. they are tall, 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 but they're whisper thin now. David Michael, when he goes to the TSA, he can't go into the uh, the little whatever they call that thing where you because he can't put his hands above his head in there. He's too tall. He's he's about six five, and and he can't get his hands over his head. So That's they right. Have to they wand him. They wand him. They wand him. Anyway. <laughs> Yes, I saw that you gave me the outside seat. That was great. But I had already used our points to upgrade. So the so, seats were bigger. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that's different on planes now is they're they're giving you liquor again if you're in first class. It's not a yeah. full bar like it's, it used to be. It's been a long, dry year. Yeah, no fun. And, <laughs> and you can't bring your own on. That's right. They say it. They say, uh, you cannot bring your own alcoholic beverages on the flight. I don't know anybody who's on Delta that's spoken to us that way. But they, I mean, in my opinion, they all should talk like this when they're telling me what I can't do. Instead, tell me what I can do. Let's talk about what we can do, miss. Yeah. Not what we can't do. But yeah, you can't bring your own liquor on flights anymore. It's crazy anymore. Could you? Could you in the past? I don't know. I think the little the little bottles. You used to be able to yeah. bring them aboard? I believe so. Mm, okay. I've, I've never we done it. We need someone to uh, clarify this for us. And you can only buy liquor at the airport to take on a plane if you are flying internationally and you bought it at the uh, duty-free duty store. Duty-free. Yeah. yeah. So we need someone to... Um, I don't know, call in or text in and let us know. <laughs> Did you used to be able to bring your own, the little tiny bottles, you know, of liquor? Yeah. I've done it. So I, I, I don't, I don't know if I was supposed to. I sneak, I sneak. Like a Boda bag of wine underneath your outfit. No, Is no, that no, what you're no, doing? No, 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 you're no. sneaking on like that? No. No. Okay. All right. So. There you have it, and there it is. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on today? Delta, keep climbing. You know what I'm saying? It was a good experience. They truly do love to fly, and it shows, although it doesn't show with their food anymore. The food in first class used to be awesome. Today, it's a box of some sort of snack, and it yeah. is typically not But great. for a long time, they weren't giving us anything That's and true. all the restaurants in the airports were shut down and so you were just and hung I'll, out to drive and i'll never good. forget how terrible the first time we flew first class after the lockdown started and they said to us when we got on the plane there will be no services on this flight and i thought what am i paying for yeah what why is this 300 dollars extra yeah. it, it shouldn't have been right it should have been like 52 cents extra okay to be fair <laughs> in their defense they probably sent me an email that explained all that but i didn't read it well yeah i don't i don't check any of that well, and that's a that's a good point to any business people. Nobody's reading your emails. It's true. You just looked at me like I said something bad. I send a lot of emails to people. Nobody's reading your emails. That hurts my soul. Is that true? Uh, let the people talk. Alex, call customers. Do <laughs> not just email them for their needs list. Okay? I'm talking to you, Alex. If they're live in a deal, they're probably emailing you. When I'm live in a deal with a client, yes, we email back and forth. But like the Hoppy Easter, <laughs> we love. <laughs> <laughs> they all say the Hoppy Easter, we miss you or I, whatever. I, I, you know? once, I once sent something to a customer for Valentine's Day and his response was, this is the gayest correspondence I've ever received from you. 
which is true. It was a Valentine's Day message from his lender. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that's the takeaway. The takeaway from today, I would say, is really think about the energy and the atmosphere that you have in your in your business. Are your employees happy to be there? If you're not, you got to fix it. I can help you fix it. But that's a big takeaway from today. Uh, additionally, no one's reading your emails. <laughs> Londa, if someone wants to get in touch with you to deal with Sherwood Austin business growth experts, how do they do that? Right now, you just reach out by phone. And you can call Londa Sherwood Austin at 509-491-2663. That number again, 509 509- Four nine one two six six three for Londa Sherwood Austin at Sherwood Austin Business Growth Experts. For Londa, I am David Austin, and this has been the session with David and Londa. <laughs> <laughs>